Good morning, everyone. We are so glad that you are here to worship with us. And Merry Christmas, by the way. Uh, and if you're worshiping online, would you write something and let us know that you're worshiping with us online? And if you're at the beach or somewhere really cool worshiping, send a picture so we know where you're at. Um, so this is why I say it's Christmas in July. We have these awesome Christmas stockings at the entrances of the church, and you'll even see a Christmas tree um, at the 5th and Chestnut entrance. And these are for the Salvation Army. We do these every year. Uh, you can go to Dollar General. You fill the bags up with some goodies. Um, and it's really awesome. So those are always awesome thing that our church does. And also, it's Christmas in July. Catherine, are you excited? We are going to be with the youth and kids in the gym this Wednesday packing shoe boxes uh, for South America. We do this uh, every year as part of the North Alabama Conference of the Methodist Church. And it's such a cool thing that we do. Uh, but we're also going to have uh, cook Christmas cookie decorating. We're going to have pizza. It's going to be a blast. Um, so we have the supplies that we're getting for this. But for all of the youth and kids that are coming, bring $5 to help with shipping the shoeboxes. But if you're here and you say, well, I don't have a youth or kid with me, but I want to give $5 for shipping, you can still do that. You can still do that. You can even stop by and say hi to us on Wednesday night at 6 o'clock. Um, Sunday, August the 8th from 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. We're having the best youth event ever. So uh, it's gonna be great. So tell your youth and kids about it. Um, I don't know if everybody knows this, but last week the youth and kids went roller skating. And I think we have to report that no grown-ups went to the hospital, right? Brad Barnes was close. He had a couple spills, but there was a couple of uh, parents that had some spills, but they were all okay. But lastly, I just wanna say we have uh, Pastor Sam's online Bible study. We have the sermons. We have ways that you can find out what Sunday school classes are meeting and small groups. You can do all of that on the church app and on the church website. If you're on the app, you can find our weekly newsletter and all of our news, and it's really, really great. So uh, check that out. And let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, we are so thankful that we get to worship together this beautiful Sunday morning. We pray that you will calm our hearts and our minds and help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Will you stand and sing with us?
mercies, oh God, we repent for our ways, and we turn to you again. Oh Lord, we cry out, we've been lost, change our hearts to yours, oh God, we repent. And we turn to you again. Oh God, we cry out for your mercy. Oh God, we cry out for your grace. Oh God, we cry out
Let's, let's give the champion of heaven a hand clap this morning. I just, we praise God for that. I tell you, that song just gets up in my kitchen. I don't know about y'all. Uh, y'all can be seated, except for our kids. They're going to children's church with Miss Catherine. There's all kinds of fun things they're going to be getting into. Yeah. I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad you're worshiping with us if you're in here or if you're worshiping on your couch or on your back deck or anywhere online with us. I'm so glad. And it's a, it's a privilege to get to worship with you today. Uh, I want to remind you that we don't just worship together. We also pray together. And we want to pray for you. If you have a prayer request, we'd like to know about it. There are little comment and prayer cards that you can fill out that you can grab one out of the offering plate if you're here and you want to just fill that out and drop it in we'll get that to our prayer team and they'll specifically pray for your needs if you have a celebration and an answer to prayer we love hearing about that we love all the God sightings so let us know what God is doing in your life if you uh, if you have a way that you'd like to serve there's also opportunities to serve on those little cards and you can you can tell us about it you can send it to us by email. You can go and mention it in the comment section. You can give online. You can give here, but just just give. 
and be a part and be connected. That's what we love to see. And we ask that God will bless all of it. Will you pray with me today? God, I ask that you would bless each person that's worshiping with us today, whether in person or online. Lord, we never know what kind of burden somebody's carrying today. And I pray that this worship music and I pray that as we open your word together and as we feast upon that, that, Lord, we'll be nourished and that somehow we might have a little bit of a lighter load when we go forward because we worshiped you today. Lord, we feel the connection to you. We feel the connection to each other. And, Lord, we pray your Holy Spirit would have his way in our hearts. In Christ's name, amen.
been talking about freedom this month of July. We had a wonderful celebration of freedom on 4th of July and, and just powerful music. And yes, uh, last week we celebrated the freedom that we have in Christ, the freedom from sin, uh, because there's no condemnation now for those who are in Christ Jesus, because he has set us free from the law of sin and death. And we shared Holy Communion together. Today we're talking about our freedom to go and do and how Jesus sends us out like he did the 70 in Luke chapter 10. So that's our scripture today, Luke chapter 10 uh, verses 1 through 11 and then down verses 17 through 20. After this the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them out ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. Go your way. See, I am sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say peace to this house. And if anyone is there who shares your peace... Your peace will rest on that person, but if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide, for the laborer deserves to be paid. Do not move about from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and its people welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick who are there. Say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out into the streets and say, even the dust from your town that clings to our feet, we wipe off in protest against you. You know this, the kingdom of God has come near. And then down in verse 17, the 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, in your name, even the demons submit to us. He said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. See, I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing will hurt you. 
Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this, that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Man walked into his pastor's office one day and said, Pastor, I've got a bone to pick with you. I've got uh, a couple of problems with some things that are going on in this church, and I really think that they need to be fixed, and it's just, just not working right. And, and the pastor said, well, thank you. You know, thank you so much. I'm so glad that you called my attention to that. It's, it's wonderful, really, that you're so concerned about this. I can tell you've got passion about this. And, you know, since you have some energy and some passion about this, I think you are just the person for the job to take care of these, these problems. And the man stammered a little bit, and he said, well, well, you know, I, I don't want to get involved, you see, because I have, I mean, I've got a standing tea time with my friends on, on Friday at the golf club, and, you know, we have the grandkids every Wednesday, and every Sunday afternoon, you know, I've got to go fishing because I've got this new boat, and what's the use of having a new boat if you don't take it out and go fishing? And I just, I tell you what, Pastor, I really want to be involved as in an advisory capacity. I want to be an advisor, really, is what I want to do. And the pastor said, well, you know, that's the problem. I've got 400 advisors. I need a doer. And I think maybe that's what Jesus was, was hitting at in Luke chapter 10. I think maybe if Jesus put a want ad in the paper, that it would be not for advisors, but it would be for doers. We see him sending out 70 people. Well, he had already sent the disciples out, and he told them basically the same thing. Now he's sending 70. Well, why 70? I wonder about things like that. Do you? Why 70? I think maybe, I don't know for sure, but maybe it has something to do with Genesis chapter 10 where there are 70 nations that are listed. And so basically I think this represents... Uh, Followers of Jesus being sent into all the world, being sent. They weren't the original apostles. They weren't one of the 12, the 70, but they were apostolos. They were sent, and they were sent to do the things that Jesus told them to do, that, to make a difference. Now, if we took that to heart, if we said, okay, we're the apostolos, we are the ones who are sent to do these things because we're followers of Jesus too, just like they were. If we went into the whole world, if all who follow Jesus and they're all around the world went and did what Jesus told them to go and to do, would that make a big impact on our world? Would our world be a better place? Nod your head like this if you, if you agree with I think it would too. I would, if you're worshiping online, give me a, like a little thumbs up emoji or something. If we just went and we did what Jesus told them to go and do, wouldn't the world be a better place? So, okay, here's the question. What keeps us from doing it? See, I'm saying that we are free to go and do. What keeps us from doing it? Here's some possible reasons. Maybe we don't go and do because we know that we're imperfect, right? I'm imperfect, you're imperfect. All God's children are imperfect. But that's not really a good excuse, is it? 
I mean, think about the ones that Jesus was sending out. Think about James and John. Think about what James and John did just the chapter before. They were going into Samaria, and they sent them, Jesus sent them out ahead to prepare the way. And they went into one of the villages, one of the Samaritan villages, to make things ready for Jesus as he came through. And they weren't interested. The Samaritan village refused hospitality. And James and John came back to Jesus, and they said this. They said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? Come on, James and John. I mean, the Lord rebuked them, and they just went to another village. But really? Call fire down from heaven and consume the people because they disagree with you? My point is... Jesus had imperfect people to work with. Did you know that Jesus only uses imperfect people? Because that's all he's got to work with. People like you and me. People like you and me. So I know we don't have it all together. But that's not really an excuse not to go and do. Another thing that maybe keeps us from going and doing for the kingdom is... If we're truthful, we're just not willing to pay the cost. So, I'm not, I'm not going to do this, but I bet if I said, hey, everybody that wants to follow Jesus, raise your hand, we probably would. We probably would raise, yeah, I want to follow Jesus. I want to I be a follower. We see back in chapter 9 of Luke, some people who said, I want to follow you, Jesus. And Jesus said things like, yeah, well, foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. You still want to follow? And then another guy said, you know, I want to follow, but first let me go and bury my father, which probably meant he was going to go back home and wait till his father passed away, and then once he got the estate settled, and then however long that was, in the period of mourning, then he would follow Jesus. And Jesus said something that sounded kind of harsh, but he said, you know, follow me and let the dead bury the dead. But you, follow me and go proclaim the kingdom of God. Another one said, I'll, I'll follow you, Lord, but let me first go and tell everybody at home farewell. And Jesus said, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. So this is pretty harsh sounding. In other words, if you're going to follow Jesus, there's going to be a cost. Following Jesus has to, it has to be at the top of your priority list, not somewhere down the line. No other loyalties, no other relationships, nothing can come ahead. Are you willing to pay the cost, Jesus was saying? Are you willing to live by faith? You know, when he sent them out, he said, don't take, don't take extra sandals. Don't take money in your bag. Just depend on faith. Depend on the hospitality of others. I don't know. I don't know. I want to follow you, Jesus, but I don't know. The cost is pretty high. If we're really honest, 
It may just be that we're not willing to pay the cross the cost. Maybe that's maybe it's just easier to talk a good game. So what keeps us from going and doing it could be, well, it could be that we're just not clear on the mission, right? You gotta have a clear mission. Jesus is very clear about the mission. He tells people to these four I guess you could boil it down to four action words, okay? And I'm going to ask you to say these out loud because uh, in, in worshiping at home or at the beach, whatever, I want you to say them out loud. If you're worshiping on the beach, this would be kind of cool because you make people wonder what you're, you're doing. These are four action words. And I'm going to say them, and I'm going to let you say them because you're going to say them with your mouth. You're going to hear them. You'll hear me say them, and it's going to kind of get all the way down into your system here. The first one is pray. So I'm going to count to three, and I want you to say it out loud. Pray, okay? One, two, three. Pray. Yeah. Okay. Felt good, didn't it? Uh, you got to talk in church, and your mama didn't slap your hand. Okay. So the second one is eat. Okay? I know you can say this. All right? One, two, three. Eat. And then the third one is cure. One, two, three. Cure. And then the fourth action word, Jesus says, this is our mission, by the way. Say, one, two, three, say. So pray, eat, cure, and say. So pray for what? Pray for a fire to come down on their heads and kill all the people that don't like me. No, not that. We'd like to do that. Pray, Jesus said, that the Lord will send out more harvesters more laborers. The harvest is plentiful. The laborers are few. I grew up on a farm, and, and many of y'all, if you didn't grow up on a farm, you, you grew up around farms. So you know what I mean when my dad used to say, we got to make hay while the sun shines. Have y'all ever heard that old saying? It's literally true. You have, there's a time, a window, you got to get it done. Okay, you, you have to get it done. Whether you feel like it, whether you don't feel like it, you have to get it done. And Jesus said, the harvest is ready. We need laborers. We need doers. We don't need advisors. We need doers. So how does this relate to the kingdom of God? I think that there are moments that are too important for us to miss. I think there are windows of opportunity and the Holy Spirit pulls our heart to do something. And if we quench that, we're going to look back and we say, you know, I really wish that, has that ever happened to you? That you, you just feel drawn by the Holy Spirit to do something. And then you, you don't do it. You make up some excuse. You don't do it. I'm too busy, whatever. And then you look back later and you think, I really wish I'd done that. That was, that was a window of opportunity. Or there's a word you should have said. There's somebody was on your mind, and you think, I really ought to give them a call. Or, or something's going on at the church, and, and, you know, you could help. You could help, but you didn't. Jesus said, pray that the Lord will send out more laborers. Pray for laborers. But be mindful that when you pray that prayer, the Lord just might send you. And then the second word, oh, I like this action word, eat. Yeah. But here's the thing. Jesus said in verse 8, whatever town you enter, eat what is set before you. 
that's really fun sometimes. Last Sunday night, Tammy went to the store and she came back with this new ice cream, right? And it was called Roadrunner Raspberry. And she gave, I said, Roadrunner Raspberry? Really? I've never had that before. She said, here, just try it. And being a good sport, you know, I ate what was set before me. It was delicious. I loved it. But sometimes what is set before us is a little bit more challenging. There's a a place not too far from here. Uh, Well, it's around Lineville. You know where Lineville is. It's kind of out in that area. It's a place called CFAT, Servants in Faith and Technology. And Andy's taken youth group from from here to CFAT before, and maybe some of y'all have been. It's a missionary training facility to... They bring missionaries over, train them to go and serve uh, in, in, in different countries around the world. They have a, a global village there, and you can take, peop- take youth groups and other groups there, and you can have an experience of what it's like to be on a mission field. It's, it's really fantastic. But Ken and Sarah Corson were the missionaries that kind of started this, and it sprang from their service on the mission field in the 70s in the jungles of Bolivia. Now, I want you to think of the jungles of Bolivia and everything that's in your mind is probably what they had from monkeys to sloths to everything else. I had a youth group there one time and Sarah Corson was telling about their, 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 all of their adventures in the jungles of Bolivia <clears throat> in the 70s. <clears throat> and Sarah said that she and her husband Ken had a motto when they were serving there. And their motto was this, where he leads me, I will follow. What he feeds me, I will swallow. And she said sometimes it was challenging. They lived there and they, they ate what the villagers ate. She said one day that some villagers came up and they were really very excited and they, they had several of them carried this, this dead anaconda, right? Like several of them carrying this huge snake. And she said, what do you want me to do with this? And they said in their language, dinner. And we were all like, what? And... I said, what did you do? What did you do? She said, well, I put together a salad and I cooked the snake and we had anaconda salad. Okay, right. The question is, will you eat what is served to you? And you know I'm talking about something more than food. Will you take what God provides for you today and with thankfulness and contentment say, okay, Lord, where you lead me, I'll follow And what you feed me, I'll swallow. The third action word, cure. Jesus told the missionaries in in verse 9, go and cure the sick who are there. Now, sometimes that involves laying hands and praying and because, you know, miracles do happen. But cure is a a really interesting word. I'm a word nerd. In verse 9, I look at the Greek word for cure is therapeuo. It means 
not just to heal, but to serve and to attend, to be, this is what I really like, to be a therapeutic presence wherever you go. And it is, and the, the tense of the word is the present imperative. It means to continuously and repeatedly be a therapeutic presence wherever you go. Sent out to be a therapeutic presence. You say, well, okay, I'm, I'm not a medical doctor or I can't, I'm not a nurse. I can't do this. But you can be a therapeutic presence. You can attend. You can serve. Can't you? We all can. All those 70 could. We can. That means we pray for people, sure. Sometimes people are healed and sometimes they're not. But we all can serve. We all can attend to people's needs. Anyone that God brings across our path. That's our mission. Now the fourth word is to say. What do we say? Jesus said, here's what you say. Say the kingdom of heaven has come near. The kingdom of heaven is come near. Come near, it's here among you right now. The kingdom of heaven is coming. We know the second coming is coming. We just don't know when. So go and do, Jesus said. Now, if we were to do that, if we went and we did like these 70 did, then if we prayed and if we ate and cured and said, here's what I think would happen. Well, one, I think we would be alive. Does that sound pretty good? James 2.17 says, Faith without works is dead. And the opposite is also true. Faith, when it is combined with us going and doing, faith that has feet makes us alive. Have you ever heard why the Dead Sea is dead? I'll bet some of you've been to the Dead Sea. I want to go there sometime. Pastor Andy, I want to float on the Dead Sea. You know how you can, anybody, even if you're not very buoyant, you, you float on the Dead Sea, right? It's supposed to be good for your skin too. But you know why the Dead Sea is dead? Because it's all inflow and it's no outflow. It's the lowest place on earth. It has the Jordan River and other tributaries. Everything flows into it. It is the start of no other river. So if we have all inflow, 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 good, I'm doing learning, taking classes, and all this kind of all inflow and no outflow, are we really alive? So not only will we be alive, but we will have joy. Verse 17, this is one of my favorite parts of the story. It says, when they returned to Jesus, they had joy. Joy, they had gladness of heart. Those who are happiest in the kingdom of God are those who are going and doing. They're busy with something. So look, the laborer is worthy of their pay, this scripture says. And here's what the payday is life and joy. That's not too shabby. Life and joy. So, how... Do I know if I am plugged into where I need to be plugged in, going and doing, not volunteering per se, but laboring? Because laborers get paid, right? 
and we get paid in life and joy. Ask yourself this question, am I getting paid in life and joy? So we are free to go and we are free to do. We're not sent out to be advisors. We're not meant to be spectators. Go. We're sent. So let me give you some practical ways to put this into action. We need some help. We need some laborers right now. Immediate job openings, right? Immediate job openings. We need laborers right now on our fellowship team. We're going to be kicking off our wonderful Wednesday meals on August the 18th. And we need people who can, and this isn't complicated. You don't have to cook everything. Here's what it takes. Somebody that can scoop a scoop of potato salad on a plate or put a, you know what I mean? It's not complicated, but we need laborers, right? We're having a big 175th anniversary service coming up on September the 26th. The bishop is going to come and preach. We're going to have the kids are going to sing. We're going to, you know, I have heard that Charles Wesley is going to be leading hymns and Susanna Wesley is going to be doing a children's minute. It's just going to be, we're just pulling out all the stops. 175th anniversary. And it's going to be one big service and then we're going to eat, right? Because we love to eat. We just talked about that, didn't we? But you know what? We need helpers. We need servers. We need people that can... Put the potato salad on the plate. Come on. We also, you know, we have one of our ladle of love teams, uh, the one that meets on the fourth Friday, needs servers. I've done it before. I've helped before. You know what you have to do? You have to hand some, somebody who is really, really grateful to get it. You, have, you hand them, Pastor Andy, you hand them a box of Popeye's chicken and a bottle of, of water, and they're so happy and so grateful, and they smile and then, now how hard is that? But it means showing up. It means doing. And it will give you life and joy. So, pray. But be careful, because the Lord of the harvest just might send you. Let's pray. Lord, we're thankful for uh, the call that you have on our lives. We're thankful that you send us because, Lord, this world is, is a needy place. And, and everywhere we look, we, we see things that don't look like the kingdom of God that we need to do something about, Lord. You give us your authority, you give us the Holy Spirit, you give us your presence and your guidance, and you have given us the commission to go and do. We're free to do that. Now, God, help us just to do it, just to do it. In Jesus' name, amen. You are the word at the beginning. One with God, the Lord Most High, your hidden glory.
What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is. The didn't want heaven without us so Jesus you brought heaven down my sin was great your love was greater what could separate us now what a wonderful name it is what a wonderful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a wonderful name it is, nothing compares to this. What a wonderful name it is, the name of Jesus. What a Death could not hold you, the veil tore before you, you silence to boast the sin and grave. The heavens are roaring, the praise of your glory, for you are
nothing can stand against what a powerful name it is the name of jesus what a powerful name it is the name of jesus what a I'm, I feel blessed by God to get to work with some great people around here. Our awesome Connectional Ministries person is Sheila Freeman. Sheila, wave. Y'all can look back there. She is, you can't see her on camera, but she's there. She's always there. That's what's so great about Sheila. And what's so great about her job is it's her job to connect people who want to help with places that need the help. That's one of the things that she does. She connects people. She's Connectional Ministries. So if God is leading you to be a laborer in one of these areas I talked about or something else that's been stirring up inside of you, then I want you to just go and talk to Sheila. Come talk to me. Come talk to Pastor Andy. We'll hook you up. All right? Now, in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit and the authority of the powerful name of Jesus, go and do. Amen. Amen.